This week on Evasion of the Podcast, Wade Watts has entered the game. We sit down with an interview with Michael Wilson, a.k.a. Nightmage. And in honor of Wizard World Cleveland, I test Joe's knowledge of conventions. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Hey, my mom made this, Stedman, and to my left, as always, is Joe. Well, who do you think I am? Peters. <laughs> I'm an obscure anime character. Yeah, and it's like, I'm also, I'm, I'm someone from a black and white comic strip that ran in uh, for five years, and you know, it's, yeah. Or I could dress as Rick and Morty, everyone's like, oh, you're a clown. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> It's like, you're an overweight guy with a wig. I'm like, yes, I am. Uh, so a lot to get to today. We have, we do have an interview with, uh, with Michael Wilson, uh, who is, um, I'd say a big figure in the cosplay world. He's going to be at Wizard World Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good get. Like, I thank him again for coming and doing an interview. Well, not coming. Like, we Skyped him. He isn't like he showed up here. Like, you know. Well, he's on the show. He he's came, on the show. He he's on, on the, the show. show. He yeah. came on the show. So we appreciate that. Stay tuned for that. That's, that's awesome. It's a really good interview. Um, and we have some, some fun news to get to, but I just wanted to start off by, saying because joe had asked me he's like hey are you caught up on like flash uh arrow any of that stuff i'm like no i've kind of fallen away so here's <laughs> what happened this weekend i decided i watched the first episode of 11 63 that's the one on hulu that has james franco it's the stephen king adaptation of the oh, guy who yeah. goes back to the 60s to try to stop yeah, the Kennedy yeah, assassination yeah. really really good but then i was like i kind of got in this vibe of like well it's the 60s and i realized that netflix added the second half of season seven of mad men which I had not watched season seven, so I just 14 episodes through that. So then wow. Sunday was a lot of Mad Men. Me just couch locked, watching Mad Men, wow. getting all highbrow, finished the series. Then I'm like, what's what's going on now? I, I watched Fast Lane, the the pay per view, the wrestling pay per view. So oh, yeah. that's a good that's a good balance there. We're like some drama character. <laughs> did work you watch it here at home or wrestling each other? Did you go over everybody's? Uh, no, I didn't go to Kevin's because well, he didn't invite me. Kevin, if you're listening, you didn't invite me. You know, just I'm ready for wrestling. You you opened up my heart to wrestling, and you didn't invite you me over. You can't close those doors. You can't close those doors. Like <laughs> we might have to. I might have to challenge you to a match. Oh. You know, <laughs> I'm calling you out right now. You're gonna close the door to the cage. Challenge you. I'm calling you out right ah. now. Kevin Hornsby. We're what we're going to fight it out. Real quick, not to get into yeah. What did you think of Fastlane? First half was okay. Second half was terrible. Really? Like, the first few matches were pretty interesting, and then it, like, somehow started, like, losing steam, and then the last match was okay. Yeah. The like, last match, other than the way it ended, was a great match. I, I, I described you know, the last match as Aquaman versus Deadbeat Dad versus the Mankano. That's how I described that, because <laughs> that's how those three guys looked to the me. The Mankano. Yeah. Like, like, we were watching it, and oh, man, me and my buddy, we always we always harp on, on Ambrose, the Deadbeat Dad stuff. Like, he's just like that dude that buys, like, alcohol for you outside the 7-Eleven. I know. My, my whole, I've made this whole storyline <laughs> in my head since Kevin, we, he came, we came over to his place to watch uh, WrestleMania last year. Or no, it was, sorry. It was, well, yeah, it was WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah WrestleMania yeah. is coming up on us a, a yeah. month away. Um, and, and then it just... 
I saw this guy. Mania cast. Yeah. Um, and but, I was like, who is this guy? He looks like a deadbeat dad. Because yeah. everyone else has costumes. He's just like wearing a t-shirt and jeans. Uh-huh. And it just feels like, if I could just show the judge, I can get a job. I can get my kids back. So yeah. I have this whole storyline that Dean Ambrose <laughs> is just trying to win the championship and get his kids back. And like, Which to me, I think is a way better storyline than what's going on yeah. in, the, in the thing. But they, yeah. need to, they need to play that angle up for a character for him. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you're right. What did you say? Volcano Man? It was yeah. like Mankano. Brock, Mankano. Like Brock Lesnar looked like he fell in a tub of strawberries. Yeah. Like, he he just, was so red. Yeah. Like he so, wasn't bloody. But like, and Roman Reigns looks like Aquaman, like the new Aquaman. Yeah, so it's does. like, that's why I thought that. And I also described uh, the Wyatt family fight versus the, the Giants. Yeah. I described it as Duck Dynasty versus some <laughs> like some Giants from North of the Wall. Like I didn't, I was like, what's going on here? I don't understand. But I watched it here. Um, I signed up for the free 30-day trial of the mm-hmm. WWE Network, which that's a sentence I never thought I'd say out loud, but I did it. Mm. And no, I mean, it's just not, I... I not to get too far off with the wrestling thing, but it's like it's entertaining, and I know exactly what it is. I appreciate um, like these guys have to be gifted athletes to do some of the stuff they do, so I appreciate that. I love how over the top it is, and it's ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was like, well, Fast Lane's in Cleveland. I just thought I'd just like check it out because I, it was Cleveland based, and that's why I decided to watch it. I almost went like me and my buddy, like one of my friends. He he went with like a couple of his buddies. Like we usually, he, that's usually the crew. We get together and watch it, but like my one buddy came over and we watched it. But I told him, I said, "Hey, do you want to try to like undercut a couple tickets on on flash seats and see if like you know I could like <laughs> throw like forty fifty bucks at somebody and get some seats yeah. because you know the, it was like an hour before showtime." But he's like, "Nah," but it was okay. I mean, I, I just anyway. I mean, that's yeah. neither here nor there. I just thought you'd find it funny that I spent the bulk of my day <laughs> in the late sixties and seventies watching, you know, like just people come to grips with their feelings, these big character moments, and then just dudes touching each other in a square ring. Just like it was just very. Well, there was very, a couple. Of, there's two divas matches. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to forget her name now. The the redheaded lady. Um, oh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. I, was, I, I made the joke today at work that she has such a common sound name that i keep forgetting who she is like the I name like her. the name i like, like her and i like the steampunk outfit and that's the, I, the music I can't, and everything. i can't deny it. that kind of that kind of does something for it me does so. sell, it does sell her we're, character a lot that ties in really well to what we're talking about tonight it does it does yeah, yeah. so um that was not news but i just thought joe would be entertained by my weekend viewing habits so <laughs> i'm not watching anything current but i was stuck in the 60s and then just some guys wrestling each other so that was my weekend it was it was, it was a good weekend advertising um, and wrestling so other thing i want to mention real quick before we get to news is that I went down on Saturday. So Saturday, I mean, I wasn't just watching Mad Men all day. Just part of the day. I went down to Akron uh, to go to Rubber City Comics. Uh, they had their grand opening at their new location. I decided to stop by, see what the hubbub was about. Um, they, It's cool because they have a lot of toys there that you don't normally see in other places. Like, I had to stop myself from buying a resin bust of Patriot from Rising Stars. Oh wow! And I, it was like twenty dollars. I almost did it, you know. And I and I, I was going to send you a photo, and I, I should tweet it. They do you, like there was a they have a Ninja Turtles um, like original in the box mm-hmm. of one of the lesser enemies. Um, was his name uh, Filet Ray? It was the it was the Stingray guy. Do you remember him? Oh yes, I don't remember his name, but I yeah, remember it was something like that. Sh- like, I, yeah. took, I almost I almost sent you the photo, and I'm like, I forgot about that guy. And yeah. they had that there, so they have a lot of cool vintage toys like that you wouldn't normally find. So that was really cool. Um, I ended up meeting. Um, uh, they had like three artists there. One of them was like known for doing uh, like My Little Pony stuff, which was cool. But I don't know enough about it to be like, hey, I'm all about ponies, you know. Well, I know the My Little Pony guy. He does. 
uh, go do stuff at Carol and John's every once in a while. Yeah, it was cool. Like he had a whole print of like the the ponies as the Avengers, and I'm like, I almost got that for Mary, but yeah. I just I you know, but I was talking to uh, the gentleman's name is AJ Sabino, and he is on a. Uh, He's he has um, a Tumblr, uh, DeviantArt page, uh, and Facebook. So it's just AJ last name S A B I N O. Uh, he has some really cool artwork, and I was talking to him for like five ten minutes. I bought back of the card. I bought some prints of his. Like I got a really cool Thanos. I'll tweet that out later. Um, I got a cool um, like Decepticons propaganda poster, and then a Harley Quinn print that's really really cool. So I want to give yeah, them, those, I give those them a all shout look out. really cool. I I like his artwork. I was looking at his was it his imager or his DeviantArt page? I think it's, I think it's his Tumblr that he has. Oh, his Tumblr, yeah. Um, which we'll we'll I mean we might as well, we'll we'll put that I'll put that in the show notes for the thing like whatever like right below so people can check it out like because it, it really fun art like crisp clean very stylistic I like it a lot so mm-hmm. that was it was so it was a good time so I got down there it's always good to see a comic book shop opening so that was a good time so I had comic book stuff and then wrestling is what what my whole weekend was with some advertising malaise that's in the a middle. pretty good weekend yeah, it was okay I just looked at houses. Well, I mean, you were and, being grown and up. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. worked. And, well, the other things, too. So I was going to ask you about video games in a second because you were playing yeah. video games. So. Well, no, that's true. I did get some video gaming. I usually video game at night from like 7 o'clock to like 11. Yeah. So. I, well, so, all right. So let's just, well, what we didn't even get to news yet. So let's just jump right into that. By Good jump news, in. everyone. Good news. Oh, oh how are you going to cut off I, yeah. Chris Farnsworth? Yeah, and by by good by jumping in, I meant like sauntering in slowly because we talked about like that wrestling for a bit. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah did you want so video gaming? Yeah. yeah, Rocket League came out, which I did throw up a little cartoon pick. I found a Rocket League, and that was my Rocket League. So experience. Rocket League for Xbox One. So you finally convert you not converted, but I you bought converted. it. They just made it available for it. And I've been talking about Rocket League though. So yeah, you, you did he buy it. Loves it. So it's it's not a bad game. I I I it's think the greatest game ever. I think it's <laughs> fun, but I don't. I, I haven't gotten hooked yet like you have. Well, keep playing. Okay. And it'll become the greatest game so, ever. So, aside from Rocket League, um, I also play the Division beta, which Tom Clancy's the Division is due out in like two weeks or a week and a half. Um, and this game is a, uh, it's a MMO open world uh, uh, shooter in a third-person perspective, kind of like Gears of War, uh, that's... Being kind of plugged as a destiny competitive, uh, just because of like the um, the group uh, um, makeup, you know, working together to get stuff done. It's set in a uh, a post apocalyptic New York City after a virus has killed a lot of people. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of Mad Maxy in a sense that everybody's just out to survive and scavenge. And and they did a really good job of like a one to almost a one to one scale of New York City. Like it's oh, wow. it's incredible. Like like they didn't make the whole city because they couldn't, but the parts that they did make it, it's pretty crazy. Hmm. Um, I saw I've seen comparison photos, but getting down to the gameplay, like they did on the beta, um, I liked it because it was a little different. The third person's perspective is a little hard to get used to. It's a cover based system, so you're usually always behind cover because you can't just stand out and shoot things like you can in Destiny. You got to get behind cover. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game. Like, it, it looks amazing. Uh, like, the environment, it snows. When it snows, you get snow on your shoulders, things like that. Um, your footprints stay behind. Uh, it gets really hard to see if the snow starts to kick up. That's cool. Because um, the game takes place, I think, right after Black Friday. 
because uh, like the story is um, the contagion or the virus or whatever gets let out during Black Friday. Um, so like there's a lot of Christmas stuff still up. Um, but you're playing an agent of this uh, division that's trying to like restore order and, and, and like take back New York. And you, you work at getting a, a, a like a base of headquarters, and then um, you go out and you do little missions and stuff. And your guy actually levels up by leveling your base up. So you have to go out and get resources to improve your med bay, your tech area, um, all that stuff, your security area. That's an interesting way of keeping character progression tied. Yeah, because like, uh, for example, like playing Fallout Four. I do not care about settlements at all, and it, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. But I almost feel like I wish there was a, an actual benefit. I mean, there is benefits to settlements in the game, but not enough for for the, my character individually, other than access to vendors. Like, I don't really care. So I feel like I wish there was more, like an actual like. If you do this, then you get this. Yeah. Like that. That's actually pretty cool. Because um, you level, but like if you, yeah, you know, I could be level thirty, but if I never level my base up, then I can't increase my turrets abilities. Like I could set a little submachine gun turret down hmm. and you would have to like level up you know your uh i think it's your tech bay but um and then the level up your michael bay your so michael you, bay so you get more explosions you get more explosions <laughs> uh and then there's a thing in it called the dark zone which is a section in new york where the the virus hit the hardest and it's quarantined off that's where you go for all the good loot and all the fun and it's also it's a pve slash pvp area so when you go in there You'll run into gangs of like like marauder characters that you kill and they drop loot, and you get contaminated loot. And the only way to uh, claim it is you have to take it to an extraction point that randomly pops up on the map. Okay. Other players can go and kill you and take your loot oh, before no. you extract it. <laughs> so it it's it behooves you to run around with a squad of people to protect you. Yeah. So that's where the the team play kind kind of comes in and That's a cool concept too. Yeah. And yeah. and like it 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 uh it uses a lot of like nice uh graphics with holographic imagery um a lot of um what's it called augmented reality. Like when you pull the map up your little guy opens up a map of New York around him and he's actually standing okay. in a hologram of the middle of New York. So it's kind of neat. Um very techy. Um, but in like a like a like a like a uh, a dystopian New York, I guess. Hmm. So I mean, so what you're saying, I can see how like they're right. I'm sure touting like tagging the word destiny to anything is to get it get attention to it, right? But I feel like maybe the beta, and then also, I mean, the the Tom Clancy name, which for good or for bad, there's been games that have been associated with that name people liked a lot, but there's also been games that have been not so right. great, right? Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily. I don't know. That feels like it's one of those ones that if you had a game that's called The Division, I don't know if people would maybe be excited for it. But since I think it's the first time we've had a Tom Clancy title right. like in a while. Well, because Ubisoft, I think because they own that that uh, name, they attached it to it to pick up some steam for mm-hmm. it. But I, uh, for all intent purposes, I think they're really trying to go head-to-head with Bungie. Um, even though Destiny is not uh, not going on full cylinders like it used to, and I think they're going to change that up with... Um, some of the DLC in Destiny 2 when it comes out because mm. uh, they tried a different game model for like you know the in-app per- or in-app in-game purchases versus a um, like a $15 or a $30 expansion you buy every five months. Yeah, if you want to hear my being unhappy with that, like go back. Check back a, a couple a, episodes. A few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah when we talk about uh, the launch of the Taken King, which yeah. is the last uh, expansion that Destiny put out. But no, the Division looks pretty cool. Uh, I'll report back on it because the beta really didn't give you a whole lot of uh, 
meat and potatoes. There were a lot of uh, parts that were locked out. Mm. Um, and then, like, the level cap was really low. So it was just kind of there to get you a feel and for them to stress test. I was going to say probably stress testing, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds interesting. And, 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 again, I'm sure that whatever the flavor of the month is, they want to attach that. So people, like, are, like, not attached, but, like, oh, if you like this, then you'll like this. And it's, like, just... It is, it's interesting now that there's that blurring of the lines between console persistent world games and computer persistent world games where that's been something going on for, you know, like what, almost two decades, you know, on the computer side to introduce that concept to console gamers, which I mean, not that there's a big difference between console only gamers and computer gamers. Now I feel like that's blurring as well, but I feel like I don't know how big the marketplace is for console persistent games that will have like a long life to them you know like i feel like well i think we're in an era now where it does that a lot like destiny kind of like really captured a lot of the essence of those computer mmos Mm -hmm. um grand theft auto 5 is another one where it's a constant world of just action and and things going on that you know you can just go and do whatever you want in so okay well i mean it'll be interesting like i mean as long as there's competition in the marketplace you're always going to people are going to strive to make something better Mm -hmm. so that's good so um but the one other thing, I, everything you're talking about with the division that I have a problem with is that there's not cars that play soccer. So I, I just, I just can't be, <laughs> I can't commit to it right now. So I will say that I bought Rocket League for Xbox One because since Joe has an Xbox One, and I thought we'd play online together and be friends, and that hasn't happened yet. So I'll log on and see him playing other games, and then my one buddy. I see him playing Ark, which is that dinosaur survival thing. Yeah. yeah. But I see him posting videos of what he did in Rocket League. So I'll watch his videos of Rocket League, but I could not play Rocket League with him. Do you watch it with real sad music? And I do. Put I, your hand I, up just, I touch screen. the screen and it's like, because now I have Rocket League for two systems and it's like, now I feel like I need to log in randomly into the Xbox and into the PlayStation to see who's on, who wants to play Rocket League. Who wants, like, I feel like that guy that's overly excited for the one game that no one wants to play now. Like, it's like, oh, it's Paul. Everybody go offline. He just wants to play Rocket League. So, anyway. I, I told you we'll get some Rocket League time in. We better, because I spent 20 bucks on it. So, damn it, we're going to play Rocket League. I spent League. 20 bucks on it. I, this it's is the second like I time I bought this free. game. This is the second time I've bought the game. Okay. So, anyway. All right. Anyway. So, actually, so we got that uh, news, this breaking news. Um, just found this out just a little while ago. Oh, we should have good breaking news music. Yeah, I just we don't really have too many breaking news stories that happen on the show. Uh, but uh, Ty Sheridan has been announced as uh, Wade Watts in Ready Player One. So I'm so glad that I get to talk about Ready Player One. Yeah, Paul loves Ready Player One. If uh, if you listen to one of our casts, uh, oh God, when was that? Back in the summer? Yeah, like I feel like we're getting into like the Paul being angry uh. part of like because you got Taken King where I was angry <laughs> and then Ready Player One where I was angry. Oh um, no! Yeah, because um, I think it's actually I think the episode's called actually called Ready Player One. I can't with the exclamation this. point because yeah, all yeah. of the exclamation points. Um, um, no, but we 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 did a book review of Ready Player One, which is Ernest Klein book. Uh, that <laughs> the Steven's, only episode so far that we've done a book review. <laughs> yeah, uh, that uh, Steven Spielberg's making a movie out of t- uh, 2017. Um, it's a quick read. Pick it up if you haven't read it. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible read, but we do have a few issues with it here at Invasion Podcast. Paul has more issues than I think I do. Yep. And <laughs> but uh, they're making a movie out of it, and um, I want to. 
uh, we're anxious to kind of see what how it's going to pan out because I honestly think the movie's going to end up being better than the book. And I agree with you. I'm not disputing that at all. You got Spielberg directing it, and he's not going to be. He's going to probably look at the, this book as a skeleton and build off of yeah. it because by skeleton I mean bare bones, yeah. and that's what this book is. It's not a terrible book uh, in any essence. Like the you know you're thinking yeah. like why would these guys? Well, hold on. <laughs> I know. Go ahead, please. <laughs> you're oh, probably. Here, I'll move off, Mike. No. Go ahead, Joe. Keep for, talking about it. It's for fun. anybody, I'm, I'm back here. For anybody who knows nothing about the book, it, it does hint on a lot of like nerdic nostalgia, like like TV, uh, video games. You mean like the 80s? Sci-fi. Yes, a lot of the does 80s. It talk about the 80s at all? It talks a little bit about the 80s. <laughs> check, all right, I'm back. Check um, it out. So anyway, so they cast the the, the guys playing Wade Watts, Ty Sheridan, which I, I, was, I was telling Joe, I was like, why does that name sound familiar? He was the one of the three leads and Zombies, uh, sorry, Zombies Guide, no, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which um, that movie didn't do so well, but I saw it at the 12 Hours of Terror. I enjoyed it. He's actually, for a young, like, teen tween actor, he you know, he has some charisma on screen. I actually liked his character. I, I think it's not a bad choice. I feel like he is he is a pretty boy. He looks kind of like, um, what's the one guy from Home Improvement, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the middle kid. He yeah. looks kind of like him. I, even though I saw Wade Watts as more of like like a kind of a pudgy, you know, like he was kind of like just out of shape kid. He's a gamer, you know, yeah. but I know you got to kind of Hollywood it up, but they could, I'm okay with that casting though. Like, I think he'll be okay. And I, then again, this movie's going to be better than the book and I'll have to eat my words. And anyway, so that, that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, we talked about Joe playing rocket league for five seconds, uh, division beta that, okay. Birthdays real big. Cause we talked oh, about we Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, most important one of all, Edward James Olmos today is his birthday. He, oh, he is 69 Dama. years old. Whew. Yeah. And he's still probably punching people in the face right now. Probably. Yeah. I wonder how old his mustache is. <laughs> it is 73 years old. I don't know <laughs> how that is. mustache is older than he is. Uh, other notable ones, Steve Jobs, his birthday is actually today. He died. Um, he's dead. Yeah. Well, Mitch Hedberg, also his birthday was today. He's dead as well. Oh, I saw a picture of somebody put, putting a donut, a donut with, a with a receipt on his grave. That was awesome. Yeah. I miss Mitch Hedberg so much. And if, if, you, if you've not heard Mitch Hedberg, do yourself a favor. Go find his stand-up. It is absurd and just delightful. A talented, talented comedian and, gone too and, soon. Yeah, because like, I still I have his first two albums. I know they put out one after his death that's kind of cobbled together some of his later yeah. pieces. His first two. I can still listen to and just just cackle. Like even though I've listened to him over and, and over again, his line delivery is like no other. It, it's so good. I think his line delivery, like with some of it, is just like he doesn't know what he's doing. I know he didn't know what he's doing because you know a lot of times he was drunk or high. But like he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I so yeah. He's gone so soon. Someone who's still around, Billy Zane. It's his birthday today as well. Friend Billy Zane. My, yeah. The the ever attractive, the always young looking. <sighs> Hope, like if he asked me out, I'd say yes. Billy I Zane. hope Billy Zane brings me mail someday. Now, yeah, like see, like, wasn't he a bright spot of Zoolander too? You saw he kinda, that. He yeah. was a bright spot of Zoolander too. There, uh, there, there were some, there were some bright spots. Didn't you kind of think he would play into the plot later? Like I thought, he's showing up delivering invitations. What if, what if he turned out to be? The uh, one mystery character that we we were waiting to show up. Yeah, that would have like, been funny. Uh, yeah, sure. So, but yeah, Billy Zane, happy birthday. Uh, my heart will go on for you if you could just, you know, just please give me a call it'll be fine yeah um, <laughs> can we get Demon Knight 2 going or what Demon Knight 2 
that's a sequel I want. Like, yeah. bring him back. He was even, a demon. Well, it's even fine. Even if he wasn't in it, if they just get Jada Pinkett Smith and that one guy at the end who was the new demon Yeah. Guy, that was, like, oh. Where he doesn't get on the bus. I'm like, get that guy back. What's he doing? Right? So, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, happy birthday to those guys. So say we all. May you have cake and may you punch somebody in the face. Um, all right. So, uh, we're excited to talk about... Um, I feel like I, mean, I want to say it's a feature, but it's like I guess it is a feature that we're presenting. Yeah, okay. it's it's awesome when we can get guests on the show. Um, I don't know if people like us or not or what. It is because <laughs> we we send no, we don't. <laughs> we don't send out a lot of interviews. No, so all right, so we want to get more interviews for you. Don't worry. Officially, and now for our feature presentation. I just I, got, I I have things I have to press. It's very like it's very compulsive. Uh, you weird OCD with that phone. I, I know. Take it away from I, you. Yeah, I, I would lose my mind. Um, so <laughs> no, like we like we have had guests previously, but we don't have them often. But we're working on getting more. Um, so with Wizard World coming up this weekend in Cleveland, yeah, which we've talked about previously, and you're going to get an episode next, like probably beginning of next week, sometime. It's going to be a recap of our experiences there. Um. It's going to be a lot of us just fanboying over Henry Winkler is what it's going to be. It's going to be an hour and a half of Henry Winkler talk. It's all it's, it's, all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like It's going to be like, oh, my God, the Fonz. Oh, my hey. God, Barry Peppercorn. Oh, my God. You know, the father of those two guys and uh, the guy and girl in Parks and Rec. You know, like it's going to be all that. Um, and then we're going to ha- I'm going to walk up with the jukebox and have him hit it and have it turn on. That's all it's going to be, an hour and a half of us talking about that. Wasn't he the principal in Scream? Yes, he was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and also in The Waterboy, he was the one coach. So, yeah, see, we could have Henry Winkler cast. We're not going to do that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Wizard Worlds this weekend. I went last year. Joe, Joe did not. Um, yeah, I was, I was a little low on funds. And I, I, knew, and I, 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 was, just, I was just way cooler. So that's I why, didn't I, why that, I went. I didn't want that temptation. <laughs> yeah, it was, you're right. Like, everything you see, you want to buy. You just yeah. walk in, and it's almost like you walk by, and your hand won't let go of something. You're like, no, no, no. But your hand's like, no, we're taking this with us. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need a full-size replica of Link, Shield, and Sword. I'm like, I'm taking it with me. You know, like, so, um, when last year was a lot of fun, I decided to dress up just the one day, because I had my Halloween costume. Had a lot of fun. I dressed up as Dennis Nedry from Jurassic Park, uh, as opposed to Dennis Nedry from other such films. I don't know what else Dennis Nedry would be in because he was only in the one movie. I think uh, he was one of the in one of the DVD straight to DVD Cruel Intentions. <laughs> he just Dennis Nedry was in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could be wrong. Um, so I, I and it was a lot of fun, like being in a like, costume and people just like you know. It's I got stopped every little bit in pictures, and it was I, I felt popular even though it really wasn't me. It was a good time. Um, so at the end of the evening, though, because like the people, there was people that worked the convention that said you need to be part of the costume contest, and I was like, nah, I, you know, there's other people here that look way cooler than I am. They're like, no, you need to do this. I'm like, okay. So I signed up for the costume contest. I'm in line with like 200 other people. I know it was a lot of people, and they you had to sign up as either a hero or a villain or like a team. Like so, people behind me, they there was like five people that were all members from Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's a guy who had a record stuck in him that was like it, oh the girl had the record stuck in her. One guy was dressed up as Nick Frost, but he was a zombie, and someone was Simon Pegg with a little bit of red on him. So it was really funny. Got red um, yeah. I was in, like I think there was like three Jokers and five Harley Quinns in front of me. Uh, so it was like we're waiting to go up on stage. Did, did and, you sign up as a hero or a villain? I was, I was a villain. It's Dennis Nedry. Yeah, but he did try to save all those dinosaurs. <laughs> For his own personal gain. He's a hero in the dinosaur's eyes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I got up on stage, and I know uh, it was a pretty big convention hall, or the, the hall we were at. So I remember getting up there, and 
um, I tried bribing the judges with my little tiny dinosaurs I had in my Barbasol can. I did not win. But yeah. it was so much fun because I got up there. People started cheering. I pulled the Barbasol can out. People started cheering more. And then the guy started to talk to me. And I, when I started to hand out dinosaurs, one of the other MCs was like, can I have one? And my one regret while I was up there is that I did not say, you did not say the magic word. I did not say the mm. famous Disney uh, line. Uh, uh, uh. Right? And I feel like that would have won me the contest, but I, I choked. Could have. So uh. one of the judges there uh, is a gentleman named uh, Michael Wilson, who uh, he is big into, um, I mean, I, like, I, cosplay, that's what you want to call it. I mean, there's like, I, I don't want to use... Like people that are really big into cosplay, that's awesome. I feel like there's a sometimes people sniff at that word and kind of dismiss it. I don't know why. I think it's yeah. good because like co- putting a costume on, a lot of people like uh, the norm only really see it like one time out of the year. Yeah, but like people who do it to have fun, to uh, embody characters that they love, or and you know get into the spirit of something that they are they're passionate about. Um, that's cosplaying. You know, it, it, it doesn't. You know, I mean, if you're just going to CVS to go pick up a prescription, I really don't think you're going to dress up as Aquaman. <laughs> but if you're that would going, be amazing though. But, but I need you, to get my fish oil. I'll be you, back. If you're going somewhere to relevant to it, you know, then then yes, it's no different than wearing a jersey to a sporting event. Yeah, right. So so uh, Michael, who, um, and we're, we'll um, go into his. He, he's going to talk about his page during the interview, and then we'll I'll also mention here at the end. He is amazing with the stuff that he pulls together. Yeah, he's and got some incredible uh, costumes. His spawn is badass. Like, everything's badass, but spawn's really cool. Predator, he's uh, a really good predator. And this weekend, he's going to be dressed up as Kratos at Wizard World, so right? Watch so watch out. If you see Kratos, that's him. Yeah. And don't piss him off. Yeah, yeah. because he's going to try and get orbs out of you. <laughs> so... Um, so I thought I'd reach out to him and say, hey, would you like to be on the show? Because he was a judge and he is, you know, he's big in the community and he does all this other stuff too. Mm. Like he does a lot of like uh, charity work and it's just like mm. just a lot of and cool stuff. I would like to touch on too, like the charity work portion of cosplay. A lot of people don't really ever think of that. They usually just think it's like, you know, a bunch of like nerds going to a convention because, you know, it's fun, time to have fun. Um a lot of these people with these costumes do a lot of good with charity work and in, in, in either going to like children's hospitals or um, do, you know, certain events to raise money for that. Uh, or even like I know um, uh, like local libraries sometimes will have people there for like, you know, fictional characters, uh, you know, to support and encourage reading, which yeah. I think is great. Um, you know, but it, but again, the characters that they dress up as inspire hope. So they in turn pay that back to people that want to be inspired by hope, which is awesome. Uh the 501st, which I'm sure we've talked about, um, is a is technically a big cosplay group, which is just all Star Wars fans. Yeah. Um, you know, to become a member of a garrison of the 501st in a state, uh, you have to have, like, a movie-quality costume, like a Stormtrooper or Darth Vader. And what they do with that is their organization attends things like Comic-Cons. They attend uh, events like that. Um, they visit, they, you know, they visit sick kids. Um, they, go to, uh, they go to parades, um, those type of things. Yeah. So, and, and Michael, like, I don't know if he even sleeps. Like, you're going to listen to the interview, and this guy is 24-7, go, go, yeah. go. Like, like you know, he works, uh, you know, in, in police work daytime and at nighttime. So he's a hero during the day and a hero at night. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, I don't think he sleeps. Double like, hero. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah, without further ado, um, we'll give you this interview with, with Michael Wilson, a.k.a. Night Mage. And we hope you guys enjoy it. And then uh, we got some fun stuff after that. Yep. Again, thank you uh, for for doing this. We really do appreciate it. 
Um, Thanks for having me. And I keep motioning towards the screen like you can see me. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> I know, That's okay. Hard. <laughs> oh, I'm pretending like I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, on the show, we have a special guest. This is uh, Michael Wilson, who does a lot of things. Like, we've been looking at your uh, gallery of different um, costumes. Not costumes. What, would you call them outfits, costumes? What's the right I call them. I call them costumes. But you, some people call them cosplays. Some people call them uniforms. Yeah, costumes, sure. I call them badass. Like, they're yeah, all they're pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. I went Thank through you. the Facebook, and I was looking at all this stuff, and I was like, whoa. And then when we went in the gallery, there was so many more that I didn't know about. Yeah, so before we go any further, Moon Knight yeah. is, like, the greatest <laughs> thing ever. So we respect the Moon Knight so much. That's awesome. Yeah, Paul's Thank scrolling. You. I was like, look, he did Moon Knight. And he was like, really? <laughs> that was actually probably, like, one of my first ones. Like, right after Batman, um, I, I definitely wanted to do Moon Knight. That's just an underrated character. It doesn't get enough love. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, we we like some of the more underappreciated Marvel characters, so we are just like, maybe there's Darkhawk in here, and we didn't see Darkhawk, but... <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Darkhawk was awesome. I, I would be so tickled with Darkhawk. Yeah. So, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about, like, um, how you uh, got involved with this and how you found interest in this, because you have a number of different things that you've done, so you've been doing this for a while. Um, I wouldn't say a while, about three years. Um, really, I just kind of got started. I, I, I've always liked dressing up. I've always liked Halloween. And uh, in 2011, I decided for Halloween I want to make my own costume that year. So I uh, decided on John Stewart, Green Lantern. And at the time, I, I actually I, I didn't know too much about the cosplay world. I'd never been to a convention. So I just wanted to dress up and go to bars and stuff for Halloween. So, cool. <laughs> that seems like so, a, good, a good idea. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So, yeah, I made the costume, and um, it was a hit. And soon after, I had a friend who asked me to do a Relay for Life, and um, the theme was, like, superheroes. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just go and hang out and dress up as Green Lantern. It'll be fun. So I did that, and I had an absolute blast. And uh, – so then I started getting asked to do like more charity events, and so I started doing more stuff. Um, I made a Batman, I made Captain America, then I bought a Spider-Man, so then I started doing birthday parties and then parades and stuff like that. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, once I like started really getting into Facebook and stuff, uh, there was a couple well-known cosplayers who kind of took notice in the costumes, and they were wondering, like, what conventions do I go to? And again, I had never been to one. So in 2012, I decided I'm going to set out and go to my first convention. So in the fall of uh, 2012, I went to Cincinnati Comic Expo. And that was my first convention ever. And like, as soon as I stepped on the convention floor, I was blown away. Had so much fun. And I went as Batman. So oh. um, that's how I kind of got into the convention scene. And like I said, the charity work was always like the first thing. That really got me started, and so I kind of had to try and balance out the charity stuff plus, like, doing the conventions. So I, I think I found a pretty cool balance now, but at first it was kind of tough. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- th- that would be that would be a challenge. I mean, so did you do a lot of uh, charity stuff before this, or just kind of did it kind of just, like, happen together? No. Um, before, like, before the costuming, really I was just, like, a workaholic. Um, <laughs> I would hold out, like, two full-time jobs. Um, and that was really it. I, I did a, I was always dabbling like in the acting and doing stunt work for movies. Um, 
but it was never really something I like heavily pursued. So, like law enforcement was always just my career, but the hobbies I had were you know doing like uh, background extra work, um, doing the stunt work for various movies and stuff like that, and then adding the the cosplay aspect into it, it just kind of opened more doors, and it's been crazy. Fun crazy though. What uh what kind of movies did you do stunt work for? Um first one was actually the first stunt work I did for a movie was um The Avengers. So oh, I did oh, that. That's okay. a pretty high bar. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that was really fun. That was a fun one. Um then from Avengers, um I did the Dark Knight Rises. Um then I did Captain America two. It actually you have a theme with like comic book movies. Yeah. Evidently, it's like that's uh that's three big ones right there. That's like you know. Do like, you do you specifically seek out comic book movies, or do they just kind of fall in? Yes, that way? actually, okay. um, yeah, I kind of do. Like, there's actually been roles um, I've turned down because they're not comic book movies, and I, I, like I said, it wasn't really like something I was pursuing. It wasn't a career or anything. It was just for fun, and so I figured if I'm going to do it for fun, I'm going to do it, and you know, so I'm going to do something that's going to really hold my interest. So the comic book movies really help my interest. Well, yeah, that would make sense. I'd rather oh, do yeah. that than like a romantic comedy. That was, <laughs> yeah. You know. I, <laughs> well, I will say I was I was a little bit peeved because uh, I missed an email by like two weeks that um for a role in a uh, Superman vs Batman. Ooh. Oh. And I was so mad. Like that day, I decided I was going to like clean up my email and like check it every day. So, was, well, you just you know you never know when you're gonna get the Batman versus Superman email. You know, like, oh like, man, I'm constantly in email jail. I never clean it out. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah, I want it daily now. <laughs> that makes that's a that's a good um that's a good uh, precautionary tale. Of, like <laughs> check your email. You never know when you're gonna be you a Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you have so many costumes. Um, what what's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite? Is is it like trying to pick a favorite kid? Exactly, they're all my babies. Okay. Um. I, man, I don't know if I have a favorite one. There's there's costumes that I wear and I feel differently in. Like, you start to embody the characters more. Um, and they all feel differently. So, like, like if I'm in, I don't know, if I'm in, like, Snake Eyes, <laughs> I feel like a ninja. You know what I mean? You just feel that, like, really stealthy and noble and, and awesome. You know, if I'm in Predator, I just kind of feel like a badass, like a like a predator, like I'm stalking something. Um, if I'm in Lobo, you have that like bad boy side coming out. So each one brings out a different feeling. So it, it's hard to say like which one is a favorite. So um, depending what, on like what I'm doing, if I'm at like a charity event, then obviously I love wearing like Batman or or Super Grover or something like that. But um, I, I can't really say I have a favorite. So, so what, um, coming up at the Wizard World Cleveland, you're going to be dressed up as Kratos, which, by the way, that is awesome. I, I love the, the, the shot that you have up of that. Are you going to go around to snapping people's necks randomly because you're annoyed with them? I, I would like to try. I, I would like to do it. I know there's going to be a lot of kids around. <laughs> Farewell. You should but. bring like a little mini game of uh, PlayStation buttons that they have to hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the one mini game I wish I could play, I can't really do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just be like, you guys are so full of orbs right now. I just got to take them <laughs> from you and make them part of me. So, uh, uh, what you said that like you just, I guess three years, I mean, that is recent compared to like, you know, having like a lifelong, you know, interest in this. 
do you build a lot of it yourself or is it stuff that you find in order or is it kind of like a mix and match? It's a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not opposed to taking like a Halloween store costume and modifying it. Um, I'm not opposed to dumpster diving. I'm not opposed to going to Goodwill, um, making something from scratch. It, whatever's going to take to get the job done. You know, I, that's, that's what I'm about. I'm, I'm about doing things though, really cheap. Like, if it's going to cost me over $250 to make or buy, then it's just not going to happen. I'm not I'm not spending buku money on a costume. Just I'm not doing it. I actually I made a I want to say it was like 3 or 4 years ago. I made a comedian costume and I think I kept it under $200 and it was That's it was what I'm talking good. about. Like you know, one day I I like preach I'm very preachy, I think, sometimes, especially <laughs> when it comes to cosplay. But it doesn't have to be expensive to be awesome, you know? No, that's true. Like, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> like when I emailed you to be to, to um, do the interview for the show, I had mentioned to you that I had bribed you or tried bribing you last year at Wizard World because I had a Dennis Nedry costume <laughs> on. And the majority of that costume was like, well, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already Dennis Nedry shaped and I, and I have khakis. And I could find the shirt in Rain Slicker, so it didn't cost me a whole lot to do it. <laughs> but the reaction I got from people was crazy. Like, I was not, like, it, like, I've never been one to be walking around, people stop and talk to me. But that kept happening, like, every three seconds, and it was a really bizarre experience. Not a bad one, just bizarre. It, it, but you had fun, and that's all that matters. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter, like, no one had to know how much you spent on your costume or how much time, you know, it took. You had fun in it. That's the only thing that should matter. No, absolutely. It just uh, it it was I was tickled the entire day because everyone and I'm sure you have this reaction on a much grander scale. Everybody just like you see their face. They're like, I get it. I know who that is. I got to get that picture. And it was like really, really fun. Yep. Um, That's it. So with the with the Kratos costume, like I see you have the um, the Blades of Chaos. Did you make those or did you order those? No, those are the um, the rubies, uh, the rubies uh, costume blades okay so they're they're actually when i ordered i was worried about how big they were going to be and they're actually a pretty good size but um they were just all it was all gray so i had to repaint them but um no those yeah those were ordered okay that was like that they looked really good so i just i just didn't know if like like because anytime i build anything i'm like i hope it looks like something and i don't ever quite make it happen like it looks like on tv or film so i was like if you made those i was like would have bowed down i would have been yeah. it would have no. been crazy it's tough I, you know that's actually another thing that i'm i do is i won't do something like an exact like um i'm not a very i'm not a purist i'm not you know you know it, it doesn't have to be exactly as the character on tv or comics or whatever i like to put my own little twist on it whether it's how it's painted, how, you know, the design of it, something. Just something has to be different about it. Well, I think that's great because I think a lot of comic book artists do that with their characters, too. So you're basically, like, a comic book artist in that way. That's what I say. Like, there's no character you can think of that, depending on, you know, the artist, if it's a movie, the director, the writer, whatever it is, there's no character you can think of that's always been represented the exact same way. Right. So I figure, like, like cosplayers are artists all the same, you know, so you have, everyone else. You so you have your Jim Lee Batman, you have your Frank Miller Batman, and you have your Michael Wilson Batman. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, so you're you're coming Saturday to Cleveland Wizard World. Um, we'll be there. I'm sure we'll stop by. We'll say hi. And then you can break our necks and steal orbs out of our body. Yes. Um, which you know, if if I had to be killed by Kratos, then I'd say it's a life well lived. That's just, <laughs> that's just me. Um, you're going to be there in conjunction with a uh, uh, was it extra life. Yes. Uh, um, it, it, tell us a little bit about that. I was looking on their website what they do. Um, it just wasn't, it didn't, they didn't spell out exactly what they do to help kids. So, okay. yeah. Um, so extra life is actually part of the children's miracle network, which is a network of hospitals, children's hospitals. Um, basically what extra life does and they're nationwide. Um, they hold 24 hour gaming marathons where people can sign up and pledge and you basically play video games for 24 hours. They have a bunch, they have like a list of like 20 different games you'll play in the 24 hours. And basically, you're just pledging, you know, to play 20, you know, 24 hours for, you know, for games with games. Wow. See, I could probably yeah. help raising money and not even realize. I know. I feel yeah. like I should be doing this now because it's like half of my day off. <laughs> yeah. Bam. So you could be raising money. Um, well, it's, that's a good cause. Like, yeah. I, um, so I'm glad that they'll have a present there. That makes sense because, I mean, that's a big confluence of, of gaming, everything. So that's a good place to get the word out. Was that the one that you were uh, – was that – Penny Arcade started that, or I don't one? know. I know that Penny Arcade does do charity work, and I just thought maybe it was Extra Life. That's why I was curious. I wasn't sure. Yeah, Extra Life is actually starting to be. It's starting to get pretty big. I actually I'd never heard of it until uh, until Jeff Ford. He's the one um, that's running the the Cleveland. I guess you would call it chapter. Okay. Um, he approached me about it last year, and I did some work for him last year. Um, and yeah, so that was my first time hearing about it. But now that actually I know about it. I'm seeing it everywhere, so it's actually getting pretty big. Um, and then hopefully I'm thinking if uh, if I have time, I'll probably hit up um, Rainbow's Children's Babies Hospital and um, probably go visit as Batman. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's awesome. Because I know, like with um, like Chris Pratt, he goes to all the hospitals dressed as Star Lord. Which mm-hmm. oh, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know. And I know Chris Evans does the whole Captain America thing. So it's like that's that has to be awesome to go and and just see you know just to bring a little bit of like you know fun in the middle of those oh, situations. Yeah. I I, mean, I figure like we have these costumes anyways. Why not? Why not do it? You know, I just that's just my take on it. Yeah, it is like you're going to go out and actually fight crime in that outfit. So, like, why not go help, you know, go visit people as opposed to, like, well, I guess I'm dressed up as Batman. I guess I'm just going to go stop some people right now. That would be, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you I mean, could try you, that, too. Can, can you get away with that, though? It's like, I I'm dressed as Batman. I can't stop crime. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, if I was in that jury, I'd be like, that's fine. You know, he just, he... You upheld like, the law. Like, do they let you dress up for work at Halloween and then you can actually wear Batman at work? Yeah. No, no. I, you know what? I did say I, I want to make a RoboCop outfit one one day. Oh, man, that would be awesome. And I did say if I ever do that, I have to go, like, serve at least one warrant as RoboCop. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. I would love that. Or that'd... just drive around like RoboCop and just get yeah. some stairs. That would be I, cool. I would but have to have the music playing, too. Yeah. <laughs> You yes, think? I would freak out if I was driving down the road and I just saw the lights, and I'd be like, "That's RoboCop." It's like, "Well, that's it." You know, I, I that you know, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would, I would lose my mind. So, with with all the different um, outfits that you've put together, costumes, have you come across anybody? I know you go to a couple of the conventions. Have you come across any of the actual like artists and writers that do do those as like comics? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like honestly, that's that's usually one of the first things I do after I like 
finish a costume is seek out the artist or current writer or, you know, depending if they're dead or alive, but um, <laughs> is just to kind of, you know, in honor of them. Like, it's because of them that I'm able to do this. So, you know, you got to give thanks to them. So, and it, it means a whole lot having, I wouldn't say blessing, but having them acknowledge like, wow, really good job, man. Thank you. You know what I mean? That, that really means a lot. So yeah, that's one of the first things I actually do after I finish costume is seek them up and say, hey, look, did I do good? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, have you, um, I know you have a really cool spawn. Have you talked to Todd McFarlane at all? Or is he like one of the, yeah, yeah well, um, there you go. Actually, I, yeah, I've met Todd a couple of times. Um, when I first did the spawn, which I think the spawn is probably what I'm always just going to be known for. I'm always just going to be that spawn guy. I, I'd be I, cool with that if I, I, I was yeah, a spawn I, guy. I love spawn. <laughs> but yeah, when I did that costume, it kind of, that's, that's what really, I don't want to say blew me up, but that's what really took off, you know, this whole thing. And, uh, so yeah, one day, uh, I got a message from Todd and what was really cool about that was, I didn't seek him out. He just seek me out to message me and say, "Hey, wow. awesome outfit." That's cool. So I was like, "Oh, wow, cool." So um, yeah, I finally met him at uh, New York Comic Con 2013, 14, 2014. Yeah, 2014 New York Comic Con. I uh, met him in the Spawn outfit, and we chatted for a bit, and it was pretty cool. So New York Comic Con, that's one of the big, big ones. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, I mean, I know Cleveland is its own thing, and they're, they're trying to. I mean, I thought last year was okay. For last year was jumping. Last year was. Cra- I mean, Friday was a little. Uh, it, was, it was a normal Friday, but Saturday was crazy. That's well, that's good to hear. I mean, because I know, like, I, I think Cleveland has a lot to offer in terms of that kind of a fandom and yeah. you know being a destination. But you've been to New York Comic Con, like that has to be a madhouse, and also the talent. In terms of people like you know wearing their outfits, has to be crazy good there too. It's it's insane. Um, yeah, New York Comic Con. It's it's literally shoulder to shoulder people. So it's it's packed. Have I mean, you, if you, you have a huge costume, like good luck walking <laughs> ten feet. It's just it's 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 packed. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And as far as the talent, this man, I sometimes I have to honestly like. I have to sit back and like wonder, like, what the hell am I doing? Because I look at myself and my costumes, and I look at like other people's, and I always tell other people, don't don't compare yourself to other people, even though I do it a lot. <laughs> but I look at other people, I'm like, holy crap! Like, how how did you even do that? You know what I mean? I, I man, there's just, there's so much talent out there. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so. Um... I was going to say, like, I know if you're, like, walking around with Spawn, do you ever, ever see, like, oh, there's my mortal enemy, and they're dressed up really nice, too. I guess we got to throw down now in the middle of New York Comic Con, <laughs> because people expect you know, that, because we look so good. It's, all right, I will say, there's one character that, no matter who I see dressed up as him, I just, I fanboy, and I get all giddy, is Jack Sparrows. I love Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Especially if they actually act the part, too. Oh, I just, yeah. oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love that character so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, I know last year, at least at the, at the Cleveland one, there was uh, someone there dressed up in a full on venom outfit. 
Oh, that wow. was so cool. And ah, I, like, Paul. Yeah, that's my dude, Paul. Oh, that's sir. There you go. Ready? So yeah. you guys hang out. Okay. Like, they didn't know that. That's, that's <laughs> good to know. But that was a cool outfit. And then also I know the one I, I flipped out over, too, and that she, she ended up winning one of the awards was the girl who did the full hot girl outfit, too. That was amazing with the full-on wings and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, that's uh, Ashley. Someone else you know. There you go. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't the community. It, it's yeah, it's, it's fast, the community. Yeah, it's, it's like we know each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a close knit family oh. type thing. I always call. It, I always say like conventions or like family reunions. So, uh, how many conventions do you do now? Like, are you, is it more like ramping up each year, or is it something that you try? Oh to yeah. Do? Um, like, I mean, you know, the first year I started doing conventions. You know, 2012, I did like two because I started in the fall, and then um, the next year it went to like ten. And then I started getting actually invited to the conventions, so that now now I'm doing I'm up to a, probably about twenty a year. Wow, wow! I mean that's like that's like half your weekends yeah. a, a year How, just doing. Literally that. every every weekend is either filled with a convention or some sort of charity event. Like I don't, and that's another reason why I have to build fast because I don't have time. That makes sense. That's that's a really good reason to to like be like I got to do all the stuff. You know how I, how far out do you usually go for the conventions? Wherever, um, with the the conventions that I'm a guest at, I mean, I'll, I'll you know if you're if you're flying me out, then I'll go wherever. I don't care. <laughs> um, have you for, gone to San Diego yet? No, San Diego. No, I have not. Now I I, I don't know if I want to do San Diego because yeah. everyone says like San Diego is pretty much mirrors New York. So if you've been to New York, you've pretty much been to San Diego. Okay. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I've only been to the one, so I, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no reference. San Diego's on my bucket list. I got to go there at least once. I tell you, all right, I'll tell you a con that you guys need to definitely check out is Dragon Con. That's the one in Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My God. <laughs> that's like, um, how, it's pretty much like the the Super Bowl for cosplayers, like, because cosplayers just from all over from the east coast west coast that's kind of like the meeting place you know it's it's literally just a just a whole week-long party it's crazy that, Great. that sounds like fun yeah yeah it is it's a lot of fun so um what's on your your future list of like the things that you want to to build or or go as like that's like right now like number one that you want to try oh and my go God. next are you guys wrestling fans uh, yeah, that's funny. We, we were we were talking about that because I I saw a lot of your wrestling stuff and and we d- like I've watched wrestling for a few years. I know Paul watches it every once in a while with his buddies, but yeah, we are. Okay, because every time someone asks me that question, immediately what I think of is I don't know how far back your your wrestling you know fandom goes, but um, back when Chris Jericho was in WCW. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he had a feud with Dean Malenko, and Dean Malenko is the man of a thousand holds. And you can find this on YouTube, but he was basically, Chris Jericho was mocking Dean, and he had a list of all the moves that he could do. And it was like a list of 10,000 moves, and he was going to read it all from A all the way to Z live <laughs> on TV. So he started off, he was like, arm bar, arm bar takedown. And he just kept going off the list. It's hilarious. But the list was like, the entire like length of the the ring was freaking hilarious. Anyways, that's what I think of. Like my list is so long, I I, I just I can't start rattling stuff off. Like I was waiting for a Dima Linko costume. I was like, really? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, um, so yeah, like I so said, we have a personal uh, request for Dark Hawk, which I don't, you know, that may or may not happen, but that would that, be amazing. That's on the list. Oh, I would just, it's like, we, we, we went to, um, Free Comic Book Day, uh, and there's like some of the places that went had artists, and I was like, can you do Dark Hawk? And the guy's like, let me look that up. So this oh, bugs no. me out that people don't know the majesty yeah. that is. We still got the frame picture of Dark Hawk. That's though, true. So <laughs> we, he was yeah. such a cool character. I just, I love the design of him. It's just, it was, uh, uh, I, I think he was ahead of his time, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the helmet. The helmet is badass looking. The helmet's it? cool looking. The amulet really sets it off. And then he had like an adamantium, like one adamantium claw, but yeah. yep. still, you know. So anyway, that's me fanboying about yeah. Darkhawk. So that's what about, yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, like, just as we get ready to wrap it up, I just, again, I want to thank you. Is there um, anything that you want to, uh, like, I guess they say plug, shout out? Like, I know we talked about the charity that's coming up that you're going to be helping uh, at the yeah. Cleveland Wizard World. Anything else that you want to, uh, uh, you know, show some love to? Yeah. Um, all right, so right now, so we talked about the Extra Life that's going to be at a, going on at Wizard World. And along with that, of course, like, at the conventions, I give away all my prints for free with just donations, so that's what all the donations will be going towards is Extra Life. But um, I'm also doing a uh, an East Coast Crusade with an organization called Capes for Heroes, and they're based out of California. Basically, what they do is they go to children's hospitals and deliver personalized capes to different children battling life-threatening illnesses. And so every year they do an East Coast Crusade where they come to the East Coast and visit like 10... You know, 10 different children's hospitals in, like, 10 different cities. So, um, right now, they are um, in North Carolina. I wasn't able to go there, but next they're coming to Columbus. Then we're doing Philadelphia, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, um, Hershey, PA, uh, Chicago, and uh, a couple other places. But um, they're always looking for sponsors and donations um, for to help with the... Uh, the purchasing of the capes and the making of the capes and so forth. So that's uh, capes, the number four heroes.com. So you can go there. And then also, I'm personally doing a, uh, a water drive for Flint, Michigan. So from now until the end of the month at my store and V site, all the um, print, print proceeds are going towards uh, purchasing bottled water. And then I'm going to load up my SUV and take it up to flint that's that's awesome yeah I mean, that that's awesome that's a, that's a true superhero move yeah and uh we respect that so again michael we truly do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and uh we will we'll see you you know next yeah, we'll see you next weekend we'll be there so yeah so that yeah. forward to it yeah, yeah. it'll be a lot of fun and then you know we'll be intimidated by your kratos <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be dressed as regular guys that day so. i'm yeah. gonna be like the smiling kratos like, <laughs> no kratos that's, doesn't that's even smile. scarier i don't know what he's thinking <laughs> i don't know but uh, but again, yes, uh, thank you, and uh, and we appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. I'll see you guys next week. Okay. All right, we'll see you next All week. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And we're back. Uh, like I said, that was an awesome interview. So again, thank you again to Michael. Yes, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. And I still feel really awkward motioning towards him because like, oh, in the video, ca- yeah, because his like we we skyped him and it's like we could see him because he had a cam and we didn't. Yeah. So we're just two dudes calling a guy with without a cam. And I it's felt like, bad because but he, I kept motioning towards the screen like he could. We see kept, me. Yeah, we yeah. kept talking to the screen like yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm just going to uh, shout this out again here. Uh, his, his store page is nightmage, all one word. That's K N I G H T M A G E nightmage dot store N V, which is spelled S T O R E N V Y. So it's store N V one E dot com. You can go buy prints there. Like I said, he's going to have prints for sale at, at the actual wizard world. So all those are going to go towards charity that you can buy. Yeah. Um, he actually has the donations there too, for his Flint water, um, charity thing mm-hmm. that he wants to do. Uh, also extra life.org. So that's extra hyphen life.org. Um, I was reading up about that. Like we might be able to even set up a 24 hour gaming thing to try to raise money. Like, Oh, that would be cool. So that's something, you know, play some, I don't know, rocket league for 24. No, not that, but, uh, something, something for 24 hours, you know? So maybe we'll do that, but good causes. Great interview. We're going to go see him. He may kill me as Kratos and I'll We're be fine a little with scared. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be intimidating because on Saturday, I'll probably be dressed back up as Dennis Nedry, so it's going to be Nedry versus Kratos. I'm not going to win. That's all there is to it because I don't have dinosaur friends with me. He'd probably still beat them. Anyway, so in honor of Wizard World, uh, I got a game for Joe. Uh, time to play the game. Time to play the game. All right, and now now I'm more familiar with Triple H too. So now every time I hear that, I'm like, that's not that's a bad guy coming out. I don't like Triple H. I like you, H. Yeah. You, you, you like you like H? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I always know. thought he was a good bad guy. <laughs> I, I just, like bad I, guys. I remember I remember the Hunter Hearst Helmsley days. I remember yeah. those, and somehow he, people forget. It's like so, oh, he has three H's. That's did you, fine. Did you see how they have the WWE programming on the thing? Yeah. Did you see the the Camp WWE? Oh, the animated one. Yeah, I might watch that to see what it's about. <laughs> I might watch it too, only because there was a joke I caught when they were doing one of the commercials. Because all the wrestlers do voiceovers for about the, the quadruple H. About the quadruple H, he's like, "It's my dad, quadruple H." We call him Quad. Yeah, oh. I tried watching that one after Fastlane with Edge and Christians, like whatever. Yeah, and it was the most sophomoric garbage, and it's unfortunate because I think that I love. I think Edge. Edge yeah, I think they have a good personality. I, yeah, I almost wish those two hosted a radio show. Uh, or even like a podcast about wrestling, which I know there's they a number of They should have gave them. him a podcast. Well, Stone Cold's got his podcast, yeah. but they should have given them a podcast. They have a good back and forth, yeah. but that show's bad. It's not good. So anyway, enough about that. Uh, the game is for Joe. Uh, I went started looking for other conventions because it was a world coming up. So I figured I'm going to test Joe and ask him. Uh, I'm going to give him two conventions each and say, which one's the real one? Which one's the fake one? Right? So uh, I'll start off with, um, let's see here. First one here is... Uh, LinkCon, which is an association of Lincoln, like people that dress up as Abraham Lincoln, and they they all get together to be presenters of Lincoln. So it's LinkCon. So they just read off the Gettysburg Address, whatever. Or like, hey guys, you want to go to the theater? No, you know. Yeah. Or or Eugene LevyCon. Which one's the real one? <clears throat> Probably LincolnCon. Yeah, that's that's correct. So there's like these guys meeting Columbus. I, I wish there was a Eugene LevyCon. I wish there was too, because then it would be all things Eugene Levy. That yeah. would be amazing, you know. Um, so yeah, so Lincoln sponsored by Mama Joe's pies. <laughs> so it's actually called the Association of Lincoln Pre- uh, Presenters. So they all get together and want to like present Lincoln in the best way possible, like in terms of like authenticity. They all practice. It's like it's it, you should see the photos. It's weird. I mean, if people like it, like if they, people want to do like good Lincoln impersonation or whatever, that's fine. Day Day Lewis was not impressed. How do you present. impersonate somebody that's been dead that long though? I don't know. And um, who judges that? 
Daniel Day Lewis, uh, the the Association of John Wilkes Booth presenter, presenters. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they can only pick one. No. So anyway, all right. Uh, Vent Haven Convention, which is a convention for ventriloquists, or the Emoticon, which is a mime convention. The Emoticon doesn't sound like a name that they would use for but, a mime convention. But they, that's they, they can't talk, so they have the to emoting. they have to emote. So. And it's a clever play on words. I'm going to say the ventriloquist one. And you'd be right. Okay. I Damn it. I, so the the vent- mime one, though, I would love to see. I want to see these cons that aren't real. <laughs> yeah, no, like the mime convention where it's like you just see like they, they don't have tables set up, but they're all acting like yeah. they do. And people bump into things and they walk away and then it'll just be, yeah. I would love to see that floor, how quiet it is. Because <laughs> you know quiet? when you go to a con and it's so loud, like anything in a convention center is so loud. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, fetish con or the family values jamboree. Uh, which one's the real one? Yeah. Fetish con. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was trying to think of what would be the good opposite of that where it's like, let's just all get together to celebrate family values, you know? So, all right. Um, this, this one. Okay. They both involve animals, right? The porcupine freedom festival, AKA pork fest, (laughs) or this one's for a fan of all things squirrels, and they're called squirrel nuts. <sighs> Porcupine. Yeah, that's the real one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's so. too bad. One of my buddies is a squirrel nut. And he would go <laughs> to the squirrel con. You know all who right. you are. All right. So here, here's one. Uh, mascot mania, where everybody that, that dresses up as mascots get together. Okay. Right? Or the World Clown Association. I want to say mascot mania. Okay, that's the fake one. There is, is a it? World Clown Association. Yeah, I mean that, those are real close. That was tough. I would think that they would have a con for mascots. You think so, right? So, you know? so they like they would have the- a whole panel for the Philly fanatic, <laughs> like like somebody like the who- San Diego chicken. Like, yeah. Oh, he's in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that. One twenty five for uh, for Slider's autograph. <laughs> like. um, all right, so um, Anthrocon, which is a convention for furries. So I thought we would talk about mascots. So we got furries, mm-hmm. or the World Taxidermy and Fish Carving Championships. I'm going to say the real one's the furry one. Okay, you're well. Actually, you're you're right. But both are real. So I thought that would I was going to say the ta- the the, 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 the uh, taxidermy uh, one sounds real too. But I know furries have to have a convention. I wanted to I wanted to pair up furries with people that that stuff animals. So I figured <laughs> that would be appropriate. Um, all right, BronyCon. No, that's real. Or EquestraCon. BronyCon. Okay, EquestraCon was the name of the Equestronauts convention in Bob's Burgers, where Bob went to with all that was basically bronies. Okay, that was all right. Fine, that was that was an easy one. Um, all right, so we got uh, Outpost Forty Two, which is a, a thing convention celebrating the movie The Thing, because Outpost Forty Two Outpost Forty Two was the yeah. name of the base, or Blobfest, which is a celebration of the movie The Blob. Oh wow. Um. I feel like the Blob, unfortunately, would have a more cult following, so I'm going to say Blobfest. And you're right. Like I found out about this. This sounds like fun because people all take turns running out of a theater in terror and just like silly things like that because even the movie like when the Blob comes out, mm-hmm. like I think I'd have a lot of fun at Blobfest. That was, that was so scary when I was a kid. Like That was a great scene to put in a horror movie because yes. you're watching it in the theater and be like, and a giant amoeba is just eating people in a movie theater. <laughs> all right. So we got, um, let's see here. Okay. The Glass Slipper, which is a Disney Princess Con, or Merfest, which is everybody gets together and dresses up like mermaids and mermen. Ooh, 
Ah, uh, it's a tough one. I want to say the glass slipper. Murfest. You know what? I should have said Murfest because <laughs> I have a f- no because I feel like Disney wouldn't authorize that and let and let it be their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would be like, no, you can't have a convention about our characters. Oh, well, I mean, they'd all be like off-brand, be like, you know, yeah. like this is the little mermaid. I don't know, like, <laughs> but you'd see her at Murfest. You yeah, know, I'm sure. Be at Murfest, all right, for sure. Okay, and last one, um, <laughs> the National Hobo Convention or the ConCon, a a, a convention for former convicts. Neither of those are real. One of them's real. Con Con? No. The National Hobo Convention. What? <laughs> I don't know. I found it. What? I, I like the idea of a Con Con, though, because everyone's like, yeah, I did I did time. But then there'd be like workshops of how to get yourself back out in society. That sounds dangerous. Or too, like actually. how to remove tattoos or how how accurate orange of the new black. Why like do you would the have hobos like, have a convention. Uh, it's people get together and they just they have they, there's a contest kitchen? so you could dress the worst and stuff. It's like it feels very, it feels very hipsterish from what I read about it. Where like, but I like the idea that's called the National Hobo Convention, and I like the idea. It would be funny if there's no hotels, and everybody has there's only a train station. Everybody has to ride the rails in. That'd be amazing. And there's like a little tent city. That'd a lot, be a, that'd a lot be of great. cardboard boxes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I I had fun coming up with the fake ones. So. Um, I had some other fake ones I was going to use, like the Donkey Con was going to be one. The Con Con, where everybody celebrates Wrath of Con, was going to be one. Oh, uh, vest Fest, where people just wear all fancy vests. Like <laughs> I, I was going to test your metal. I thought some of those might be real. You know, I was going to have one. I was all be everybody loves wears Waldo, so everybody dresses up like Waldo. Like that would have been like like I have great ideas for conventions. Oh, there so. you go. <laughs> we'll have to drop it off to Windsor World. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, um, I. I thought that was fun. So, uh, like I said, next week, probably early in the week, we're going to have our recap of Wizard World. Uh, if you guys are going, please certainly find us. We're going to be wearing our Invasion t-shirts. Yep. Uh, Saturday, I'll be dressed up as Nedry. Uh, I, you guys can't miss that, I don't think. Big yellow rain slicker, and I'll have my face painted up. So, I'll be like knocking over small children or whatever it is that I'll be doing. Um, yeah, certainly stop by. Um, or, I will not be dressed up. Uh, he'll be dressed up as uh, a podcaster, uh, Podcaster Joe. uh so uh yeah we'll be there say hi if not then we're gonna have some fun talking about everything uh please certainly hit up our facebook page uh invasion of the podcast our twitter at invading podcast um and uh, please go to itunes or stitcher give us a nice review that'd be greatly appreciated Oh yeah reviews Um, would be great yeah so um i don't know if uh if we do we have any reviews yeah our our one fan who might be the howard the duck fan i think he wrote a review on itunes gave us five stars even though we have been um, negative towards Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to figure out iTunes and I could write a review. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. You can just figure it out and just write a review. Is that terrible? <laughs> so anti-Apple. <laughs> uh, so again, special special thanks to, to Michael Wilson for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Uh, and, and we will see him on Saturday and I may not live, but then if I don't live, Joe will do a show about you know my life and oh, times. Oh, hey, if, uh, if he kills you on Saturday... Let me get your Sunday ticket. I'll, I'll make sure somebody uses it. Okay, that's fine. I, fair, I, I'm, fair I'm fine enough. with that. Yeah. So, all right. So, see you guys next <laughs> week. Um, if well, actually, may not. I may not make it through the week. So, uh, if not, Joe will see you next week, and we will see you on the other side of Wizard World. Gonna get you. <laughs> We're gonna get you at Wizard World.
hamster. Remember that that was the thing you showed me at Blockbuster the first time, the dramatic chipmunk, and I was on my knees laughing so yeah, hard. I Do you remember that? that? I just something about that caught me. I, I, I just, remember you're like you're looking at me weird. I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was like, bad. It's funny, Paul, but you were just like, and then I like because it was on like a loop. It was only like 10, 20 <laughs> seconds, and you were just like. <laughs> I just I couldn't help but I was and like, like when you see it in the context of what it was sh- when it was shot from that Japanese children's show, it's like who did that? <laughs> yeah, like how how lucky are you that you zoom in on a prairie dog and just turning just... around right then and there? Yeah, but I just c- couldn't help it. I was dying. And I...